So, Spencer. Yes? I was doing some reading. Okay. Today. My, uh... What the fuck am I reading? You know. No, you don't. No. You mar- I told you many times, but you don't remember. Uh, Temple of... The Temple of Dawn by Yukio Mishima. Okay. Is Classic that that, Japanese literature. Is that that part of, like, that trilogy or series or something? Yeah. You, you, you were trying to finish? It's the third of the tetralogy. Well... How much? How many is in a tetralogy? Four. Okay. I don't know why it's a tetralogy. Wouldn't it be a quadrology? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them through violence. See, I thought maybe... The way it sounded, I thought maybe it was, like, two trilogies or, like, something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the I, way I don't that know. it sounds. I never looked up the uh, fucking terminology there. Anyway, I'm, like, 100 pages away from finishing. I came across an interesting bit. It starts off... Our protagonist, he's like 57 now because he's aged throughout the series. Okay. Um, his name is Honda. And he was a lawyer, a judge, all this stuff. Well, now he moved out into the country and he enjoys his walks. And he uh, likes to end his walks by going to a bookstore. And I was like, oh, I like this. This is peaceful. And, and Mishima does an amazing job of painting this beautiful scene of Honda just walking and he goes to get his piece and he goes into a bustling bookstore. And then it just it immediately goes south really bad. Yeah. I mean, and it's still it, written. When I read it, <clears throat> I, I had a screenshot of this. When I read it, you're going to be like, oh, that's, you know, very well written. But you're like, icky. So, but this is at the end of the book, at the end of the story? No, I got 100 pages left. So, but close. Yeah, it's near in the end. So, I'm going to read you. And it's just a couple paragraphs here. It's all it is. And then it just goes back into the story. But I was like, this is a really weird thing to throw in here. Honda circled around in the congested store, bumping into customers. As he could find nothing he liked, he went to the shelves on which popular magazines were displayed. There, a young man in a sports shirt, apparently a student, was engrossed in a magazine. From a distance, Honda could see that he had been staring at a single page with extraordinary earnestness. Approaching on the right side of the youth, he casually glanced at the leaf. This is getting a little gross. He saw a poorly printed opaque blue photograph of a naked woman sitting tied with a rope and leaning to one side. The boy never took his eyes from the magazine which he held in his left hand. And this is like a couple years after World War II, so we're talking late 40s, maybe early 50s at most. Honda noticed that the youth was strangely rigid. The neck, profile, and eyes were somehow unnaturally strained like those of a figure in some Egyptian relief. Then he saw clearly that the youth's right hand, which was thrust into his trouser pocket, was violently and mechanically moving. Honda left the bookstore at once. His stroll had been spoiled. Why? Why had he had to do such a thing in front of people? Didn't he have the money to buy the magazine? If that were so, I would have paid for it myself and given it to him. Yes, why didn't I do that right away? I really shouldn't have hesitated to give him the money. And then he goes on to think to him. He on his walk back, which you know his walk was spoiled yeah. now. But on his walk back to his house, he deeply contemplates the situation that just happened and what he what he saw. And he realizes, no, this kid, he could afford the very cheap porno magazine. He's and it went on to some fucking metaphor for loneliness and stuff. And I'm just like, why? Like what? That has nothing to do with the story. And I'm just thinking, what would you do? If you went to Barnes & Noble or something, or say, like, you know, with the Callahan's of Pittsburgh, real nice bookstore, and you walked in there, and you know how they had the basement? Yeah. And then, like, in the back of the basement, you saw some dude looking really intently at, like, a fucking magazine or something. You're like, well, what's that guy looking at? No, I don't want to kind of look at it, because he's looking at it, so he's, he's looking hard, and then you <laughs> see his hand in his fucking pocket, just... 
I, I would like to think that I would have the wherewithal that that once I saw him staring at something so seriously, I th- I think I'd just be like, I don't I don't want to know. I don't even. Want to know. <laughs> I don't even go over there. I, want, <laughs> I just want to buy my books and go home. Around here, it could definitely be like, oh, I I know where this is going. Yeah. But here's here's a question that arises among other things oh, that okay. arise. When this young gentleman, as he's reading his magazine or staring at, and he's mechanically and violently <laughs> attending to himself, when he comes to fruition, what happens to that? He just goes in his pants. Well, another my question is why is the why is the character? It seems like he's the only one that notices this. In a bustling bookstore, yeah. nobody else notices the young man is violently thrusting in his pants. I think that would be very obvious, and uh, it's Japan, so maybe because they're more reserved, either people just didn't want to say anything, or people don't tend to look at each other as much, you know, mind their business. Now here, you might actually get somebody like, hmm, you help with that, or you get somebody else that joins in, or, you know, such as yourself, you go and see that guy, like, oh, you need some help, buddy, <laughs> 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 It's very icky. Uh, I just thought that was a weird thing to throw in there, and I noticed in uh, Mishima's work, there's always some kind of grossness like that. Well, especially too at at that stage of the book, like you know, it'd be like maybe like as odd as it is, like if you like opened with that like weird thing, like you know what I mean, and then you could just go on to the rest of the story almost yeah. as like it never happened. But it's like you're going through whatever you know, whatever's happened through the book you know, through the book so far, and then there's just this one weird thing towards the end. Well, the book has had a couple weird turns here because the story is mainly about reincarnation, and like I told you before, Buddhism and stuff, and he meets this princess when she's like eight years old or something, and he thinks it's his friend that's reincarnated. That's the main uh, plot of the story. And uh, he goes on, this is years and years later, so she's like 15 or something, and now he's, like, lusting after this girl, and he really wants to have sex with her. And, he's again, he's, like, 57, she's 15. But if she has three moles on her side, which is what his friend, who died a long time ago, had, he won't want to have sex with her anymore because that means it's his friend. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's so weird. You would think that would make him want to have sex with her more, not less. I don't know. If I thought of my dead friend, I don't think I would be super horny. Well, I mean, it depends on the friend, right? It was a dude. Oh, well. And, uh, but he was a very pretty dude. Yeah? He was a, a handsome young fella. Was a dude. Was, was a, a dude. dude. Not a dude, no. Yeah, no. So. Now he has ample bosoms. And, uh, speaks bad Japanese. Which is a turn on, apparently, for some people. I, I don't know. It's a very weird story. Is that kind of, like, their version of, like, our, like, hickish can't speak proper English? Like, you know what I mean? No, uh, she's supposed to be uh, from Thailand. Mm. So, that that doesn't have really anything to do with it. I forget the reason why that was a turn-on. I don't think that would be a turn-on for Japanese people. From what I understand, most Japanese people just get infuriated when you go over there and speak Japanese poorly. No, oh, not if you're like stupid American, I guess, but if you're another type of Asian, because they're very racist against oh, other Asians. Oh, very yeah. weird. Oh yeah. Super weird. Like Koreans, they hate Koreans, and I'm like, why? I know that I remember the re or reading about it. There was a reason I forget. Probably something to do with some horrible war of sorts. Well, that's like uh, 
depending on which, uh, I can't remember which, um, if it's Japanese or Chinese or, uh, you know, um, or something like that, but it was one of them that was, uh, like, they would wear longer clothes, like, you know, long sleeve clothes, because they didn't want, like, the, the, you know, they didn't want, uh, like, you know, get a tan, they didn't want theirs, like, you know, to, to get darker, because if it got darker, it would be, you know, that comes closer up, to another one, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that comes up a lot in Japanese fiction, is, uh, especially, I'm assuming the northern half of Japan's hotter, I'm guessing, because, or maybe it's just towards the beach, I forget, but... There's always, like, there's always a Japanese guy who's really tan, and then they equate that as, like, you know, you're probably a fisherman or a manual yeah. laborer or something like that. I think that's why it has that connotation. Uh, Chinese people, they do, like, the whitening stuff, I believe. I could be completely wrong, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's, like, Chinese. And I know South Korea does it because uh, they want to westernize themselves. They get the eye surgery and yeah, stuff. And we, weird... we talked about that before. Yeah, just like weird fucked up shit because they want to kind of westernize. And that's more South Korea because they're like one of the top uh, plastic surgery nations in the world. But I'm pretty sure China has like a thing about getting tan. And then obviously the Philippines, they're darker skinned people. So I think maybe they have something with like lighter skinned Asians. I don't know. It's all very, it's outside of our wheelhouse. I mean, we're just both super honky, so we dream of getting tan in the beautiful rays of the sun. I just get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like, right away. Like, mm, your mole is now malignant. I'm like, damn it. Just grew that mole two days ago. All right. Well, on that note, Nitro's out. He doesn't like talking about moles either. <laughs> See ya. Go ahead and open that door so we can hear jackhammering. And we're back! You're listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. We like to confuse the listeners because half the time I call it the DPW Podcast. Keep them on the toes. Keep them on the toes. So if you, you know, this is the first time listening, like, well, what the fuck? Drunken Pen Writing, that's fine. But if you your first episode's DPW, like, wait a minute, what? Doesn't really matter. Learn to abbreviate, people. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, as just decided in my head... Spencer, the Seattle shitstorm church. <laughs> See, I yeah. brought it back to the storm. Yeah, yeah it's very easy. We don't have much of an episode for you today, so we're just going to do some talking, man. We're going to flap our gums and see what comes out. I am changing things. That You know it's okay. serious when the finger comes out. Yep. Finger point. You folks can't mm. see this because our video is not it's broken. available. It's broken. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> it's broken for quite some time. <laughs> First up. There's going to be some changes to the site. Doing a little upgrading. I was playing with this over the weekend. More nudes? Uh, yes, lots more nudes, but that goes into the next category. Mm. Premium content. Yeah. We were talking about throwing the anthology stories uh, on the website because, you know, they're kind of Halloween related. And then after the month of October, I think I was, I was talking to Ash about it. I don't remember if I talked to you. You brought it up to me in a text message, but we yeah. haven't had really a chance to talk about it. I, I kind of briefly mentioned it to him, too. But my plan is, if I could work it, because we have been getting a lot of submissions, but post our stories in the month of October. And then after October, because they're all longer stories, make them premium content. That way, now what I was hoping was just you could pay like a dollar or even they had an option of pay whatever you want to read the story. I'm like, okay, that'd be cool because then we're still making something off it that could go to, towards the site. Well, here's the issue. 
with the premium content, it has to be all on one page, uh, and our stories are long, so they're multiple pages. No. It wouldn't work with the multiple page story, because I try to do my Asher Kang story. I tried to, like, fuck with it just to, you know, try it out. I uh, talked to the tech people, and they said, you can, you just have to put the premium content block on every single page. That way, no matter what page they go to, uh, they can't read it unless they're, uh, you know, they pay or subscribe. But I'm thinking, well, if I wanted to do the one-time pay a dollar, that's going to suck, because if, what, every page you'd have to pay a dollar? Nobody's going to do that. So I might have to go to uh, a subscription thing. But going to the website itself, I was thinking, because this isn't going to be something we're doing you know, for every story. No. Or this would be our longer works and either after a certain period of time of them being free or just, uh, you know, depending what it is, like if it's the stories for our anthology, because we can't just give something away that we're going to be, yeah. you know, actually putting on a book or something, but we do want people to at least read them. I was thinking, change the menus. So how, what do you think about this? The premium content stuff will be, instead of just like short stories fiction, top shelf. Kind of go with our bar theme, you know, uh, our drunken yeah. pen writing theme. So it'd be top shelf. Or like Black Label. I mean, DC has a thing called Black Label. But yeah. Something like that. And then for the uh, everything that's just free and you can read whenever, be uh, on the house. And then uh, I still have to come up with some other stuff like for the podcast or stuff. And then maybe for like the donations page, like, you know, the tab, pay your tab. Just some random things like that. Just kind of. just like the tip jar. Yeah, tip. Yeah, there you go. Tip jar. I like that. I'm going to write that down. Uh, the tip jar. <laughs> Uh, so I think that would be a good way to just kind of maybe get some funds for the website because they always fucking raise the prices and stuff because it's like what like 120 something bucks now seems like yeah something. yeah I'm pretty sure it was like 90 when we started this not that there's like a huge amount between us but you know it'd be better if we could just oh you see when you you, you add the yeah the website and then the podcast and then is the another. podcast and then we keep on talking about wanting to get better equipment yeah. and even just trying to like you know like do the anthology you know mm-hmm. that you know that's gonna you know take some extra cash to you know get that rolling too. Yeah, and for the time being, I still want to just stay nonprofit because all that stuff it would go to just the website and you know like you said equipment and stuff that wouldn't go to just our pockets. No, but if that ever changes, obviously I will let everyone know that we're nonprofit anymore. We're for profit, and because uh, I would have to do tax stuff. And I don't fucking know how to do that yet. Uh, so, like, uh, that's another animal. But I did sign up for all the, like, we can take money through subscriptions and stuff now. Mm-hmm. I just got to set, you know, whatever pages up. So I'll, I'll piss with that more this weekend. And then, like I said, um, I'll post our stories and see how that works and see what kind of views we get. And now this this will be more on you. This is your decision, Spencer. Oh, God. This could just kill our whole site and just cut out our views drastically. But there's a certain article. Oh, okay. That gets hundreds of views a day. Every day. Yeah. What if that became a premium content article? <laughs> and you had to pay $1 to read that shitty article. I mean, if the views stayed, I'd be very happy with that. I mean, <laughs> we just suddenly made thousands of dollars a day on that shit-ass article. I, I mean, the worst case scenario, we could do it for like a week. You just see what happens. Yeah, you see what happens. <laughs> well, as soon as another like DC or Marvel movie comes out too, that'll be uh, that'd be awesome. Well, I mean, they just they just announced all that stuff, mm-hmm. so people are gonna be looking into Black Adam and stuff, you know. And then just look up strongest yeah. heroes and villains, and I think I should do that this weekend. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> yeah, just, just a week. Yeah, just to see. Just try it out. 
It could be one of like the first things that go on the you know on the premium channel. It'd be a good tester. People would be so mad. Like they're already super mad when they read the article <laughs> and disagree with it. Imagine if they had to pay to disagree with it. But I kind of feel like they deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they would actually read the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe they would actually read it because they paid for it. Instead of just skipping and looking yeah. at, at the, 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 the list, the name of the characters. And I think it hopefully is controversial enough that I, if I do like seven down, like after seven or six, that's when the premium, you know, because it's set up like. I'm sure you've gone to those articles where you read like half of it, then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, to finish reading." Yeah. Um, usually those make you mad. Yeah. But if it's something that you actually really want to read, like if it's a one-time payment, yeah. See, now that article's single page, so we could do the one-time yeah. payment. I wouldn't have to do subscription. And obviously, if you're subscribed, you would still you just log on and yeah. you can read it anyway. I think that would be fun. I like that idea. And. uh I mean, worst comes worst. That week, nobody fucking reads that article, and oh well. It's still, and not saying it in a douche way, but it's still, like, the most viewed thing (laughs) on the website, so. (laughs) Um, And the podcast is probably always going to be free. I don't even maybe do a Patreon if the, I figured the premium content would be, because that would make people more invested, obviously, not just financially, but if you're paying for something, generally you're going to check it out more often. If you that, have a subscription. That or I've been seeing, like, a lot of uh, people, like, you know, for, like, podcasts, like, they do, like, you know, um, uh, you know, like, a Patreon, and, like, they will have, like, episodes, and, like, the Patreon people get to hear those episodes first, and then, like, a couple weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. they eventually go back onto, like, the normal yeah. feed, where everybody who just listens for it for free, but it's, like, for those people, not only do they get the free episode each week or whatever it is, but they also get this this other stuff first, Yeah, you know, because, they, you know, if they're really into it, they get it first, and then everybody else can get it later. And, uh, we could always do, like, you know, uh, Patreon-only episodes. Which really wouldn't be hard. The fuck else we gotta talk about? Mm. Talk about anything on those episodes? Nasty. Mm. Or, or do are those the episodes where we actually have to like maybe bring a a game? Yeah, because people are paying for it. Mm. I don't know. Figure it out <laughs> later. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Also, I was thinking from the subscription thing, like price wise, what if we do like start off very small? So it could either be two dollars a month. Or $12 a year. I'll yeah. see if I can set it up so you can have both options when you have to you yeah. know, sign up. Because some people are like, oh, $2 a month. And then if they just forget that they're signed up, you know, we bank 24 bucks off them or whatever. That'd be cool. Or we could just get, you know, they pay a dollar a month, which would be yeah. 12 for the year. So either way, you know, win, win. Yeah. And that's pretty fucking cheap. Come yeah. on, people. It's not even a cup of coffee. For such great content and story ideas. <laughs> of course, then we'd have a really hit this what I was talking about off air. We'd have to step up our game and our yep. writing output. We'll have mm-hmm. to put a lot more stuff up because I feel very bad if people were paying for yes. shit and we're not, you know, having more output. Also, I'd feel real bad if we wrote stuff that people paid for and they just fucking hate it because it's yeah. awful. Yeah. So we would have to step that up too. Yeah, because it'd be one thing, you know, I don't expect like. You know, if if we have fans, if they, if we're at that point yet, for them to enjoy everything that yeah. we put out, but I at least want it to be the quality there. Like mm. like you you know, they might be have something to say about the story, but they can't say anything about like 
the the quality of the writing. Yeah. You know, they might have a problem with Yeah, the, I don't mind if people hate the story. Yeah. That's your right to hate the story. But I don't want you to hate the... I don't want you to be like, oh, he fucking... Million spelling errors, can't write for shit. Like, you don't want that. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> I'm planning on making an announcement about these changes because I don't want to alienate... All our subscribers now. Yeah. Because we have a good bit on there. I forget what the number is, but we have, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure. Like, they actually read, like, every time we post goes to their email and stuff, but probably near a thousand, I think. So, oh, nice. yeah, it's, it's a lot. Just That's just the WordPress people yeah. that are subscribed and get our emails and people are signed up for the email, the, the newsletter that I never send out anymore. <laughs> so I'll start doing that again, hey. too. That's the best kind of newsletter. You know what? I used I'm, to put them out once a week, and we, I would get some engagement. I know any time that I get newsletters, like when I sign up for one or something or on accident, I never fucking read them, and I don't fucking unsubscribe either. Like, because yeah. I, I didn't have to click an extra button. But there for the longest time, I would read, like, Derek Manning's newsletter. And he puts a lot of work into his newsletter. And now it's just, it, it's to a late skim because, like, even anything, like, because I follow him on everything else, so, like, I will see, like, you know what I mean? Like, if he has an announcement, I'll see it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're already following him, you're not, I mean, maybe you'll get some backdoor stuff. Hold on, maybe send me something. What the fuck is this? The nudes? Trump presidency. I don't know. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no, no, I'm already angry enough with that. Switching topics slightly over to. Sorry, I forgot to turn that off. Oh man, I never hit record. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, switching topics slightly. We're talking about writing output. As you see, the room is now clear. As you can see, it looks more a little bit more put I, together. I than finished last time. clearing out the random garbage. The right cages before in you, here. Yeah, right before you came over, but it's clear now. I'm. Um, we ordered a fucking couch for upstairs. It's been a month. It's supposed yeah. to come sometime. When that comes, I'll take that couch from up there now, put it down here. The only thing after that is, you know, entertainment stand, baller stuff over there. But that's not really conductive Just, for what I'm talking about. Disco balls. We got to start doing the, yeah, the disco balls. And uh, I was actually thinking about getting a projector here on that wall. Yeah. Instead of the fucking TV and just like that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be. Get a couple nice ass chairs over there. I'd dig it. But <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Writing related. Yes. We need to actually get on a, hey, Spencer, Thursday, you know, podcast. Friday, want to come over and do a writing session and, like, just fucking serious writing session. Turn off our phones. Just fucking, whether you go sit here, you sit over at the desk, whatever it is. That's fine. Down here, I'd hardly get any service on my phone anyways. Oh, you're not connected to the Wi-Fi. Like, when when we go upstairs, Uh, it's fine. Just, I think it's just being down here. Well, that's good. Whenever you send me a link for the topics, that always takes like an like an extra like like a minute to, mm-hmm. to to load up. But we definitely need to do that, and I think if we, as we talked before, make it more like a job. Yeah. Like if we know, like, hey, Tuesdays is writing day, th- Fridays is writing day, even Saturday, whatever it is. I mean, obviously your schedule changes, but no, mine's been pretty, pretty steady st- recently. Well, that's good. But, but well, yeah, after COVID. You never know, but yeah. You never know a dickhead thing they'll pull on you. Yeah. But just just saying, you know, even if it did, we'll switch it around or something. We could just, like we did before, we used to have like weekly meetings and stuff yeah. when we're putting together things. Just have it set up where we're like, hey, this day, this day, this day. 
And then if it's like a job, you're not going to be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing it today. You, like, you're just going to do it. Yeah. Because that's how I am with work. Like, I just go fucking do it. I mean, if you want to call off, yeah. you better have a good ass reason. I can't come over to write to the Caleb. Why? Shit. Uh, are you masturbating? <laughs> no. Are, are you Are you in a bookstore right now <laughs> looking at a magazine? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> then you just hear an Asian guy in the background. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> um. So th- that'll be coming up in the because well, you few weeks here. Do you remember that whenever we first, whenever we first started, before like the website even went up and then the podcast and everything, we were very productive. Well, and just the, the story ideas were good. The, the story idea because like that's the battle is the like what am I going to write? Well, we had weekly brainstorming sessions, and also because of that. When the following week came, you had to have some stuff done yeah. because what are you going to talk? Well, I did. I we came up with those ideas last week, but I didn't do anything with them. Yeah. Well, then you're going to feel like shit. Um, and then it just fizzled out because of work, holidays, and and, and we evolved into yeah. what it is now too. But I think we need to go back to the grassroots movement we yes. started all those years ago. <laughs> and uh, shit, it's always changing. It's like 1904, right? Yeah. Uh. We started. Yeah, uh, That's we, what it feels like. We had that fucking phonograph, or what was the things you go? Boop, 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 boop. Telegram. Telegram. Yeah. Telegraph. Yeah, one of, one of those, something like that. Strippergram. Yes, strippergram. That's a different thing. So I think that that'll be our next move within next week, the week after. I, I mean, I would prefer to have some furniture because it's just more conducive to. It would make it a little bit easier to write. So we don't have to sit at the fucking table. I mean, again, if you said the de- but if you're like me, especially if I'm. Uh, like, I do write where I am now, but I write way better when I'm just, like, chilling in a nice yeah. chair somewhere. So, when I get some nice chairs, that'll also help. And, and like, that's the thing, too, because, like, at my place, I don't, like, it's either, like, I'm, I'm either just, like, sitting on my, like, sitting on my couch, like, with my legs out, like, like, on the side or whatever. Like, you know, like, I don't really have, um, like, a spot or, like, an yeah. indigenated area to, like, that's good for just, like, writing. Yeah. Either. And see, also, it gets hot over here because of these fucking lights. Yeah. And that's why I was telling you, again, I think it was off where I got the fucking star yeah. thing. People don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'll post a video or something on the Instagram. So, like, that keeps it a little cooler because I don't... These fluorescent lights are hot. I can oh, feel the heat from here. I can imagine, yes. <clears throat> and they're right over my head. But I just, like, this chair gets a little uncomfortable. And... Well, well, it's also, it's 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 a leather or, pr- or pleather. Yeah. So, especially if you're getting hot, you're going to get sticky to it. And it's kind of cramped over here. It's just, I, I don't know. And I don't want to sit on that side because you sit over there. It's icky. <laughs> yes, it's very and icky. Over the here. desk is in the corner. I don't want to go all the way over to the desk. Well, that would maybe... That would maybe actually be kind of good at it, like, just because you're just nose in the corner. <laughs> well, I figured that could be your right scenario, and uh, you could wheel the good chair over there. But that'll be the next step. And then, too, once you know, get the bar set up and stuff, it'll actually be more of a relaxed atmosphere yeah. as well. So they'll be like, hey, Caleb, maybe, man, maybe have a little whiskey. And put, play some, like, jazz in the background. Until Nitro comes flying down and fucking frog splashes through the table. But but I like the idea of that, having the actual writer's room now. We'll have to come up with a name. It can't just be the... Because this is the DPW studio, but that rest of that's not. Would it, just, would it just be the lounge? That would be the lounge. Yeah, you know, like the DPW... Uh, yeah. The writer's lounge. Yeah. yeah. it could be the writer's lounge. That's fine. Yeah. Then what's the bathroom called? The lavatory? The lavatory... The... Well, I guess you can't. I was going to say laboratory, like Dexter's lab. But <laughs> yeah. If you're doing any kind of laborious stuff in there, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> I mean, there will be some chemical, chemical spills in there, but that's a different nature. 
Yeah, the lavatory. That could, that, that sounds gross to me. Sounds worse. The DPW pooper. I'll have to get a fancy sign on there. Yeah, I'll put Joe Rogan on there. Oh, he's just he's still over there. He fucking keep. Uh, yeah, I uh, that, yeah, I uh, I looked at at Walmart. They didn't have any uh, frame sizes, so I just had to go to, like Michaels or something to get a cheap one there. Why is it always so difficult? Mm. Yeah, a bunch of H uh, HP Lovecraft paintings I found too. So oh yeah, that got off of somebody. So I'll have to uh, put those up too. But we'll decorate. Sorry if anybody thinks that's excessively boring, but we get excited about the dumb things in life. What else do we need down here, Spencer? Hmm. I should put a picture up now. It's clean on the Instagram. Yeah, picture like a video like a little video, like a you know little. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Quick tour through the you know. We'll do that. You know, we'll do that after the podcast. And if it comes out terrible, nobody will see it, unless you sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> Or our OnlyFans, where you can make millions of dollars a day if you're certain scantily clad ladies. I saw that Bella Thorne lady made $2 million in two days. What? I didn't hear about that. You know what she was doing? Drinking wine. And she had one video. And by the way, she posts like almost naked pictures on Instagram all the time. If you Google her, she has naked pictures all over the place. She has like fucking Pornhub videos or something. I don't know. I don't know if she actually does porn or just... She was involved with it somehow. Anyway... She had a video of her hand over her boobs. She so couldn't see anything, and she was, like, shaking. And that was it, and that got her a million dollars. What fucking loser's paying for that? Uh, Why are you paying for that, Spencer? <laughs> anyway, so so what's your what's your plan? What else would you like to see down here? Hmm. Because this is why it was a writer's lounge. If it's going to be a lounge, you need to do some lounging. Because you don't always just write. Sometimes you need to just relax. Yeah. And I don't know how it is at your house, but I remember at my old house, or even if I'm just, like, upstairs or something... There's like just having slight distractions here, there, 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 here, there. Like you don't realize, but it kind of does wear on you, a little bit, and yeah. your mind doesn't really get to create ideas. Like I have a problem lately with coming up with like creative, flowing ideas because I'm always in weird environments that are not conducive for that. But if you're down here and you kind of could actually relax for yeah. real, I think that would help a lot. Yeah, you get a little walled off, you know. Mm-hmm. Get some cornhole. <laughs> I don't like porn. No, I was never a fan. I don't like beer porn. I don't like any of that shit. Maybe like another, uh, like a bookshelf and more books, you know, because you need more books, you know. To... Well, I got a bookshelf in the uh, garage and I'll, it's like the size of that little one over there. I just, uh, I got to clean it up. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about building like a cool, I think I told you like a tree bookshelf. Like that's like shaped like, you know, a tree. Yeah. Uh, for my uh comics yeah or like my trades rather but yeah another bookshop because i like being surrounded by books which makes me think like how there how are there so many people that just don't give a shit about books let's talk about it what Uh, the fuck is happening and you're like because i've called people out on the uh facebook before just not not anybody specific because like i don't understand how people just don't read and then i get a bunch of people i don't read why yeah i mean you i don't get it like i feel like like, you don't read anything? Articles? Nothing? Would Essays? You, like, you think it's just one of those things that gets... Because, like, since, like, TV is such a big thing now, that you can watch something halfway zoned out and still get it. Yeah, but see, here's my issue. And I've uh, actually brought this up on Twitter, and a lot of people agree, but anytime you've mentioned this, it could be to a bunch of fucking inbred hillbillies. When you mention this specific event that almost all of us at least in this country have had which is weird that's a unifying event but it's a very good thing people get excited and they talk about it 
when we used to have the in school the scholastic yeah, book fairs. Yeah. Everyone would get books and they didn't just get random toys and shit. No, they would get books yeah. and they would check them out. And back then, it seemed like everybody was reading. And I remember, like, the kids who say they don't, like, as adults, they don't read or anything. I was in school with them and they were yeah. reading. What happened to me? How did that, how did that love of reading and just, you know, finding interesting, cool books get, like, when did that just split off to, ah, fuck those things? Well, also, I mean, I think another end to that is, like, I know they still have it, but what degree, in what degree at schools now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because as we got older, it's not like we had a, like... You don't have a high school book fair. Yeah, which I don't know. Why not? Yeah, why not? It should be more, and they have cooler, like, more mature books. Yeah. Because I remember, like, when we were in school, Harry Potter came out, so that was a big deal, and people got, like, they actually lined up at bookstores to get that. And that's the last time I remember that happening. Twilight, maybe, but I don't think it was Mm. to that degree. It's a damn shame. I know we talked about this many times, but I just don't. I don't understand how people just can't find enjoyment in reading. Um, I always think it's just they never found. Like I think it's one school kind of kills it for you at a young age. Yeah. And two people just like you found comics. Yeah. So that got you. I found like old horror stories and stuff when I was a kid, so that kind of sucked me in. But I feel like a lot of people they just never find what they would enjoy, like TV shows. You wouldn't watch TV if you just, like, were suddenly 20 years old, like, from a kid to 20, yeah. never watching TV. Then all of a sudden, TV's on, and you just start and you flipping saw, through. And, and you saw Friends, and yeah. you're like, oh, this is, I want, what's this about? Yeah, like, you just saw some random episode of some random show. That's not how you get into it. Well, that's the same with books. You can't just get into a random genre and a random book and a random author. You need more specifics. And And I think at some point in time, there was a shift to where, like... If some, like, you know, if you were just sitting out somewhere reading and, like, you know, the bully walked by and you'd be like, you know, oh, even if he wasn't a nerd or, you know, the the quote-unquote nerd or whatever, you you just some, you know, random person, it was like, you were, like, you were a loser or weird yeah. for, for reading something. Yeah, you were, at some point you were a door. I feel like that came about in the 80s, probably. It seemed like everybody was a dickhead in the 80s because they were all coked up, <laughs> even the kids. Also, I think another thing that really killed the love of reading and, you know, the majority of people, because, what, up till I would say, at least the 60s, most people read. They read yeah. more than they watched TV. But well, I think there wasn't nothing else. Exactly. But I think what really killed it was obviously because, like, get cables, and then movies came out, more and more movies every year, and then eventually we got the internet. Yeah. So that's a lot of distraction. But the main thing, fucking social media. Yeah. I think that, social media and cell phones. Those two things combined, too, they just fucking combined into a big distraction block. And once that happened, I think that, like, was the nail in the coffin of books. And I think it, for certain selected uh, people, I think it is uh, just, like, like, adulthood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have... Having kids. Yeah, and and just work and stuff. It's not that they they don't want to read. It's just, like, they don't even have, like, the time or the energy to read. Well, I was telling you my recent struggles with just finishing the book I'm on because of moving, work, and just being tired, and then trying to write and just do other things. If I threw kids on top of that, when are you going to read, honestly? Especially if you had, like, say, twins or just two little kids, like, one five, one two. Like, that, you'd be done. I, it would be really hard because you would, it would be like, oh, that's my me time, and you'd read for what ten minutes. Like, it would be hard or to accomplish pro- a lot. Oh, you'd probably fall asleep. Yeah, 
Yeah, because even then you're probably not watching TV a lot or anything. And if you are, it's because that could be like mindless background noise. Like you don't have to really focus. But a book, you you mean you can read the same page over and over and over and not even remember what you read if you're distracted, tired, you know, etc. But it it is a damn shame. But adulthood is very difficult and it seems to have gotten a lot worse. I feel like adulthood up to World War II was just fucking awful and you died young and it was horrible. And then after World War II, we hit a sweet spot where adulthood was just awesome until about 1994. (laughs) And then after 1994, I don't know, OJ killed his wife and everybody got mad and then everything stayed mad. But after 2001 is when it really shit the bed. Like, that's when things got real awful. I don't like it. But then again, apparently Japan sucked ass in the 90s. Just to bring it back to what we were talking about originally. Yeah, because they had a big economic uh, bubble burst, apparently. I read some, some fiction about it. I don't know. Those those people are very resilient. They either just kill themselves or they just work really hard. It's, yeah. it's like no middle ground. It's very strange. And they, usually when the killing themselves is because they work so hard and then they fail. Which one like was like not like walled off, but like like very was it, was a was a China or Japan like for the longest time didn't Japan like... was they wouldn't let anybody in the country until. Uh, I think some random Dutch people started trading with them. Uh, that was the 1800s, maybe. Which, I don't is, know when which the, is not that long ago. I don't know when the Edo period ended, but when the Meiji period, which was, I think, the early 1900s started, and actually it might have been a little before that, Americans just kind of forced their way in. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. They are just like, hey, you're going to trade with us, buddy, and you're going to like it. And they're like, well, we don't want to, fucker. And they're like, well, you're going to do it. And they're like, okay. Uh, but yeah, before that, for thousands and thousands of years, that's why Japan culture is so strange, yeah. like, to people that weren't from that area, because it's completely different from any other culture, because it never intermingled with anybody else. And now it's, like, this weird, like, and, you know, I don't have to do a whole bunch of, but, that recent, but just from what I've seen, it's, like, now it's, like, a weird merger of, like, that old stuff mm. and, like, modern things. Yeah, um, their society is always, it's, like, rapidly changing. Because it's kind of not just modernizing, but westernizing. And actually, that's the theme of most Yukio Mishima's books. Because he was very right-wing for whatever that meant in Japan back then. It's not the same as it is here. He was all about, like, the emperor and stuff like, you know, Japan being a strong nation. But all his books, the main theme is, like, about westernization and what that means for the country and things like that. So it's been kind of just like, uh, it almost kind of be like here... With, like, certain neighborhoods getting, like, gentrified yeah. and stuff like that. And just, like, like um, like shameless. Like, when they were doing that on Shameless mm. and you get to see what those people living in those neighborhoods, like, living through that. Yeah, how Is they like feel. That, like and essentially getting pushed out. Uh, that's, a, that's what westernization in Japan was kind of like. Because they started wearing, you know, instead of kimonos and stuff, they started wearing western clothes. Like, pants and suits and shit. And their houses Cowboy reflected. Hats. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, their main thing, it was from, it was European Western, so they got, like, a lot of French influence, a, a lot of, because they had a war with Russia, the Russo-Japanese War, so there was, like, a big intermingling there with their uh, literature, which was very interesting. A lot of Japanese literature reflects Russian literature, so that's, it's kind of, I think, why I'm drawn to it. But they just had a really weird situation, especially after World War II, because then, that that completely cut off the, we're Japan, we're a strong nation, we're going to take over everything and be independent. And then after that, I was like, well, I guess we just kind of, you know, join America and be a peaceful nation. And they just, they changed the way they do things. 
make uh, cars. Yeah, man. They make some good cars. They apparently. do make some good cars. Toyotas are very sturdy now. Expensive, though. I can't afford them. A lot of countries make shit cars. America. <laughs> America used to make good cars, but they don't make good cars anymore. I blame Trump. Because in 1943, he passed the uh, <laughs> the shitty car bill. I, no, it's not Trump's fault. A lot of things are his fault, but not the uh, terribleness of automation. But people like him. Crude businessmen who just care about the dollar. That's what ruined this country. Also what made this country. So that's a weird one, too. Yeah. Because people like to shit on capitalism, but we also are way we are because of capitalism. So it's like a double-edged sword. You wouldn't have America without capitalism, but also it would, you know, it wouldn't be so shitty yeah. either. Probably. Or it would be super shitty. I don't fucking know. I'm not getting into a political debate with you, Spencer. I know how much you like to get yeah. into those on here. Mm-hmm. Always have to shut you down before yeah. it starts. By the way, folks, you go on these two-hour diatribes about politics that I just edit it all out yeah. every time. Or just hit mute time. so you yeah. never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> He just he goes in death too. It's, you, it's, you go take a, you go take a shit, get mm-hmm. something to eat. <laughs> Marcus Wilson in 1873 in the U.S. Congress passed the bill. And like, Spencer, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And then you start going all goodwill. Neither do I. <laughs> you go all goodwill hunting on me. I just uh, it's like a long version of uh, Will Ferrell from uh, old school. Whenever he somehow just, just goes into <laughs> yeah, he's like I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> he just goes on to that crazy answer. <laughs> Man, we already got 42 minutes in. We go long when we do, well, talk, talk about nonsense. I mean, we were talking about how we need to step up our progress. Yeah. We were talking about a little bit before off-air. I don't know if you want to continue that off-air, if you wanted to bring up any, like, the, the little bit you have been able to uh, to work on. Current writing. I'm still working on the same two fucking stories I was a month ago when you <laughs> asked me this question. And the progress has been maybe a page. I did. I told you I did some writing the other night, and it was decent. That was the first time I actually wrote something in weeks, like something you know significant. Did it so, feel like? Did it feel like passing a huge shit? Yes, but then just like passing that huge shit, it was kind of sore. Then the next day, <laughs> I wanted to write again, but I'm like, ah, I gotta take it easy. I don't want to push it. It might yeah, hurt. I don't want to pop out something. But yeah, so yesterday I came down and I told you off air. I tried to write. Got all set up, opened my laptop to the document, was all prepared, very excited to start working and possibly finish this one horror story. And then I watched deadlift videos for an hour, so I did nothing. I accomplished zero. What brought, like, why was it deadlifting? What made you bring up... Here's the real kicker, Spencer, because Thursday is my deadlift day. Oh, yeah? So today, I was going to the gym, so sometimes, you know, the day before, I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome, you can get a little motivated... Maybe, you know, catch some tips. You never know. You yeah. get some tips or different techniques. So I was like, all right. And grips, I watched all those. Yeah. Some grips. I forget what initially started it. It was like a new deadlift video of somebody I like came up. I was like, oh, he had a PR and I'm going to watch that. And then, you know what the real kicker is? Couldn't find a place to fucking park today, so I couldn't go to the gym. Oh. So I didn't even get to go fucking deadlift. All that worked for nothing. I was very mad. I'm still very mad. Because, like, that makes totally sense, because I remember the, the, la- the, the last convention we went to, where you went into, a like, a 45-minute wormhole of, uh, of shot-putting videos. Yeah, <laughs> I go into these weird things, and I've been getting into irregular object lifts lately, too. <laughs> like, I just pick up boulders I find, or I just, a log, just weird, because I've been watching weird strongman videos, so I just, I'm all over the place. 
There's no need for it. I'm not going to be a strong man anytime soon. I don't need to do any of that. You're going to pull something. I hope. Maybe I get, whatever I do injure, I'm going to say I did it at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, if I break my leg, I'm limping into work, duct taping it so tightly that I can pretend I'm walking, and then immediately go into my work truck and fall and say <laughs> I broke my leg into a million pieces. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I get shot by a fucking crazy person, and I'm going to fucking stick some gauze in there and go to work the next day, and then I'm going to fucking, like, smack a hammer off a of fucking tr- one of the doors or something. I'm like, oh, my God, well, somebody shot me. Drive-by. Where did it come from? <laughs> Must have came out of the sky. Oh, I'm ble- I got to go to the hospital. And where are they going to not believe me? Just do it out of camera sight, that's all. What about you, Spencer? You want to talk about your writing real quick? Um... Uh, I've been able to get a little bit more done on the story. I can't remember, like, how much compared to, like, last week, but, like, overall, I'm about, I'm on, like, the, uh, like, uh, 2,500 mark, right around there, about, like, on my fifth, sixth page, like, so. That's pretty good. And I'm, like, about, like, I'm missing about, I'm getting close to uh, ending the second, the second chapter of the, of the first draft, you know, so. This is the one you wanted to make, like, a novella? Yeah. Okay. So you got roughly 18,000 words to go minimum? Yeah. And they said it's first draft, because, like, we, we've, we've talked about this before, especially, I think, if I want to still, like, try to venture into, like, the longer fiction, I think I just have to realize, like, my first drafts are going to be very, like, Bare, short, minimum, like you know what yeah. I mean, and then just whenever I go through, I just have to you know build things up or you know do the actual writing after the first draft's done. But if I can ever, you know, like maybe whenever we, you know, we get this set up down here, and I can actually get more into like a writing, mood. yeah, because like the past week or so, like I've been able to put put by like a couple hours, give or take, you know, not maybe. Oh, together at once, mm-hmm. but like, like you know, pieces here and there. It's just getting a good amount of words down in that time is is has been my issue. I feel like one of my problems is that I'm kind of relegating myself to a specific time. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go home, clean up, and then I'm gonna go and write for like four hours and then what i end up doing is fucking off or cooking dinner or just whatever shit i gotta do and i just procrastinate and then like nine ten o'clock comes and then i have maybe an hour to write and what i need to do is like you said have a specific time and also i feel like i have been like even when i got like the other night some words down it wasn't what my output used to be i need to step it up to a thousand to two thousand words an hour. Yeah. Not yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty words in twenty minutes and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That that's another problem. I get even when I do get in uh you know, write every day, I'll I'll do it like twenty minutes at a time and maybe get four or five hundred words at most. Don't even know if they're good, and then I just kinda I, I never get let myself get in the zone. And then I just kinda fucking alright, I'm done. A lot of that might come to just losing passion for the story, but I need to actually complete the story. If I don't, I'm going to keep doing that with my projects where I get excited, you know, get three-fourths of a story done, and then just kind of peter out and never finish it. I do I do like, uh, like we were talking about, like, getting a, uh, like, an actual, like, block down, but I do also find, like, that, like, especially, like, if I have a day off and I have, like, 
like 30 minutes in between doing something and even if it's just like a hundred words or so but you figure if i do that and then like you know a couple hours and i have another half an hour where i can do like another couple hot like you know what i sometimes mean sometimes those sporadic writing periods are my most productive ones where i'll be like hey i'm just kind of in the mood or i have an idea and i'm like oh well, i don't want to forget that i'll hurry up and write it down I'm like, oh, you know what? That this would be a good sentence. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, I can just fill out this paragraph. And then I'll find myself writing for two hours or something. Or fucking what it really irritates me is if I'm at work and I do that. And I'm like, oh. I gotta get back to work. And that's what kills me because my most energetic time is when I'm working. Uh, when I get home, I'm always fucking exhausted. And the weekends I'm recovering, so I need to work on that too. But I think, uh, I think the, the you know having the writing zone would be good though. Obviously, you know, we would write in our free time as well. Yeah. But just say, you know, you're over here too. You could be like, hey, Caleb, can you read this? And yeah. then that way you stay on the right track too. Because if I could be like, Spencer, that's kind of dog shit, man. I don't yeah. think you want to pursue that. Because then you might go on a whole chapter. Yeah. And then when you're done, you're like, fuck, that, that didn't the, even work. Was, yeah, what was the point? I went off on a fucking wrong. Just speaking of, like, how many scenes do you know? Do you know how many scenes your story has so far? You're only, what, two chapters in? Yeah. Like I said, I, ha- I have close to roughly, like... Ten chapters, like, loosely, like, couple sentence. Outline, yeah. Yeah, outline on what I want to do. But I I find, like, um, because it's going to be, like, scenes are going to be difficult because, like, it's almost going to be, like, like almost kind of like a Lord, Lord of the Rings where, like, they, you know, when they wake up in this world place, they have to, they make it to this other place. Mm Mm-hmm. They can they can leave, um. So I guess it's, it, it, I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be scenes, but more I guess moments. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean, or I don't know. But like I guess like I I kind of got it. Like, I got kind of roughed out on like I want this to happen in this chapter break, and then this thing mm-hmm. to happen in this chapter break. You know to well see that's how my current story is going. Again, it's a short story, but. The way it's set up, it technically could just be one long moment. Like, it's just, it's not, I mean, like how our flash fictions are just kind of a moment. Yeah. You can't, re- or, you know, a single scene. Technically, it would be like almost a single scene the way it's written. But I'm trying to figure out how to, like, because in my work, I find I finish it too when I have specific scenes in mind. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, this is scene one, which, and then this is scene two. And then, you know, that's what will lead to scene three. And then I find that it flows better. When I write stories that don't have scenes, like, per se, I find it's really hard for me to either finish or just get the flow right. Or even the pacing, too, could be kind of off because, like, it's hard to get a good pacing when you don't have an end site for that scene because it's not going to end. It's just going to be until the story ends. Yeah. And and, uh, I was going to say... it, one thing that I have been liking with being able to get a little bit more work done on this story is I think, well, even though that I haven't had the amount down on the page that I want, but within writing that and thinking, I'm pretty sure I like I have like I know what I want to do, mm-hmm. and now it's just going and getting the time and putting it down there. Yeah. Like I'll like um I won't, I won't explain it on 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 air I'll t- I'll tell you about it once once we get off so you know no spoilers but I think I kind of you know, like I I think I kind of 
cracked it, you know, and the, like the especially like the place where they're at, like you mm. know what I mean, because I was very kind of abstract when I was originally coming up with, it, but I think I came up with a solution for that. That's another issue I, I've been having is I keep coming up with what I think are cool ideas, and they are kind of abstract at times. And since I don't really outline generally, especially short stories, I just kind of follow the train of thought and then how I think the story should go. And then, like, the current one I'm writing, it's such a weird story that I just get lost. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know where this is. We talked about this probably a couple weeks ago. I have no idea where the story is going to go. Even now, I still don't know where the story is going to go because I don't have a set end. I don't have an end of a scene. I don't have an end of even the story. Yeah. I have... I don't even have the bare bones outline of it because I hit, I only planned out like half of it and then what I kind of wanted to happen. And then I was like, okay, and then here's where some really cool shit will happen. And then I left it at that and I just did the fucking George R. 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 Martin. Yeah. Some cool shit's going to happen. The dragons are going to come. <laughs> Trust me, they're going to come. And they just aren't, they aren't coming. Where are the dragons? I don't know. And, and I think, like, I know we said it a couple of times, but if we you know, get this area, because even if not like the whole. You know, he's saying, like, uh, reading, like, what we had, you know, was working on, but even just, like, Caleb, I get this idea, because I think, because we've, we've been talking about, too, for a while of trying to co-write something, mm-hmm. because I think, I think our two, the way we, each of us does our own writing, I think would do a good, like, work together yeah. well, because, like I said, like, you're, you're very good at, like, uh, describing things in a in a very good detail, not not I don't want to I don't want to say like long winded, but are able to like flesh it out, flesh it out, and then like I have like I'm I think I'm good at like having these very good like strong like plot plot beats, like this thing's gonna happen that's gonna mm-hmm. affect then makes this happen, or, and like this character is like you know design or you like you know what yeah. I mean like that kind of that that kind of stuff. Well, you have more of the comic book mind, which is usually story first. Yeah, and not just story first, but, but I feel like you probably see your stories more of a, in a visual way yeah. than I. Again, that might come just from you know because before this you were just drawing comic yeah. stuff, uh, but you probably kind of see the scenes out more. Versus me, who I I think of them in words yeah. and how you would describe it, and then also like the way you go about your stories, you're kind of thinking like the big plot points and the bigger picture. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I'm kind of always just in the scene. Yeah. So I'm more focused on the small, minute things. What's the theme? What's the morals? Um, and I'm just what's like, this gonna mean to the character down the road? Where yeah. you're like, well, he's gonna get stabbed in the neck. Yeah. That's the important part. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, but what is that? What's that gonna mean for his family when he gets stabbed in the neck? Is in the like, I think they're gonna be pissed. That's what that's yeah. gonna mean. <laughs> like, we just have two different ways of coming. But I think that would actually be really good for you know we combine that and do a, a co-written story. Which again, if we get our writing pattern down, really start knocking out work. Like, yeah, hopefully. Some short stories and stuff every week, which for a while I actually was doing that just on my own, just knocking out short story and flash fiction. But we could start working on things where we could knock out the short stories while we're working on bigger works. Yeah. So you'd be like, hey, man, I'm going to take a break from that story. You know, I'm going to go write a short story if you want to keep working on the yeah. big story. Like, we could do things like that. That'd be kind of cool. And uh, just like, because, like, I mean, we've seen, like, you know, like some of the dead robot guys and just other people at different shows that are like, oh, I put out, like, 
five or six books a year. Like now, granted, I don't want to do that because I yeah. feel like the quality will will like. I've had talks a with bit. a couple authors who do that, and they generally don't edit or they rely on their beta readers to catch most things. Uh, if you have the money, which I, I'm sure the dead robot guys do because they're tech guys. Um, yeah, because Terry worked at fucking NASA. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could just pay for an editor, which would obviously be helpful. If, you know, I feel like if we put out an actual book, we'd still probably pay for an editor. It's going to yeah. be expensive, but we'll pull our money. But if you could do that, but think five bucks, I mean, uh, five books a year, if you paid for an editor for each book, <sighs> and you're looking at an actual extensive edit, even if it's a buddy or somebody who you have a close relationship will give you a discount, even say they did it for the bare minimum of like a thousand bucks. That's still $5,000. Yeah. Just on your books. And you better be selling the fuck out of this. And yeah. even if you do... Are you gonna recoup that five thousand bucks? Unless you're popular, that's gonna be hard. It's gonna basically it's like the the goal would be able to just make enough money to break even or to yeah. give you the money to for the to get the next book uh, you know, edited. Yeah. That'd be Which rough. is a hell of a way to live. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd wanna do that. Especially at at least at at our skill set now. Yeah. Like Stephen King can come out with like five books a year. And I'd be like, those are probably, most of them are probably pretty good. Or, like, he's probably just have them written and just decided to, you know, put them out. Also, he could literally shit those out and his editor will cobble together the mess and polish the turd up into something better. We don't have that luxury. We have to have the polished turd ahead of time yeah. and then have that polished more by an editor on top of it. Basically, like, if you think about it, it's so weird and fucked up with, like, a thing with an editor. It's like, you kind of want to have it so good. They don't need to edit. Yeah, and then it's like, then why'd I fucking give it to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> why'd I pay you? It's almost like I'd rather, like, just half-assed write it, then give it to them and say, at least you're getting your money's worth out yeah. of them going over it. Like, you know. Well, nitro's here. And I'm out of beer, so I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Probably should end it. I'm fucking down alone. Uh, if you folks want to check out us, our Halloween period, all that stuff, and just keep up to date on what's going on, go on to drunkenpenwriting.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkenpenwriting. Instagram and Facebook, Drunken Pen Writing. Also, just just a little bit, I was thinking about uh, commissioning my cousin to come up with a new logo for us at some point. Ooh, that'd be cool. But he's a very well-paid professional uh, now, so that would cost us even with you know whatever mm. discount he's giving me stuff. That would cost a bit, probably like a hundred and fifty bucks, I'd imagine. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not bad, but it would be an actual original custom logo, not one I created off of templates I found online. Yeah. Uh, so folks, if you know our logo changes anytime soon, you'll see that. But I'll probably do that with the whole redesign in the future. Website will be remain mostly the same. I like our layout and stuff. I just yeah. want to change some of the menus and things. Um. Anyway, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, comment below and share, like, and yes. Uh, sorry, what's the YouTube? I smash, hate- smash the like button. Smash the like button. There's no like button on here, is there? If you have a Podbean, you can comment on this. Yeah. I don't know if other podcast apps you can. Probably. If not, doesn't matter. We have a YouTube channel you can yell at us on. We get a lot of scammers on there that try to say stuff. You want to be friends? That's what they always say <laughs> in the comments. You want to be friends? Like, no. no. I do not. Random avatar. All right, folks. See you later. <laughs>